Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. I'm Stephanie March. I'm Stephanie Hansen. And we are here to talk about all the fun and delicious and beautiful things in the Twin Cities and beyond because we cover all the things we can. Uh, we do have a couple of callers who hung over from the Ask Stephanie portion of the show, so we want to give them some time. Let's dial up Diane first. We have Diane. You have a question about an air fryer, I think? Yeah. What's up? Hi, ladies. So Hi. I have a question about air fryers. Um, I finally bought one, and it <laughs> smells. And I and I bought a Cousinart. I mean, I didn't buy something cheap. Right. Um, I remember Hanson said last week or the week before, that she keeps her in, hers in the garage. Well, my whole point to having an air fryer was so I could do these things in the house. Right. Because I won't fry in the house. Right. And so, you know, I'm 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 at this point going to take it back and in three. I don't know what they're going to say because in three three uses it looks like it's been through the war. <laughs> That's probably a bad thing to say right now. Sorry. Um, <laughs> okay. But I just don't. I. Am I, were my expectations too high or I guess I, it's hard to it's hard to say because even I mean, I have that same Cuisinart model that you have. Yeah. And I I really like it. It does what it's supposed to do. But I do keep it in the garage because I don't like that smell in my house. It's some, horrible. Some houses just hold in smell like my old houses didn't. This one does. When I cook in my kitchen, the house is so airtight. I feel like that smell lingers. But even if you use like a Ninja or those smaller versions with the baskets, you still get that same because it's it's a convection. It's blowing. Yeah. So yeah. my only thought is maybe trying. I don't know what you're cooking or how much oil you're using. Not very much. And it's downstairs to boot, which is really odd because they're cooking it downstairs and it's raised. It's just uh, so. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I, friend. <laughs> I just like maybe I should just be, you know, I should get real and just that's how it works. Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how yeah. you're going to make it smell less and hot air rises. So, well, and if anybody has a has a has an idea for Diane, feel free to sure. give us a call. That'd be six, great. Six, six, we got nothing for you, lady. Yeah. <laughs> six five one six four one one zero seven one. If you have, uh, so listen in, Diane. So we'll see if we, what we get for you. All right, thanks. All right, we have Callie on the line. Callie, you have some Palm Springs recommendations. Oh, no, I was the opposite. Oh, <laughs> I looking wanted to for stuff. We're headed there in May for my bachelorette, and we want to go out to eat at least one night. Any spots that we should hit? Yeah, so how many gals? Eight. I'd go to a place called Lulu. Lulu? Yeah, it's uh, kind of touristy. But it's okay. real cute. Um, it sort of looks like an Instagrammable Kardashian moment might happen there. Well, that's right up our alley. Yeah. They've got <laughs> indoor and outdoor dining. Um, the food looks good. It's kind of, they've got the weekend brunch. They've got a lot of gluten-free, vegetarian, but cocktails are big. The big margaritas, the big Aperol Spritz, the house Cosmo. I mean, I just think it's a fun spot for gals. Okay. Love it. Lulu. And- Lulu, got it. Okay. What was the name of the tram thing that you mentioned? That's fun, too, and you got to get tickets in advance. It's the tram, Palm Springs tram, that goes up the San Jacinto Mountain, and there is okay. a restaurant up at the top that's not worth eating at, but there's a bar, so you could go up there and have a drink. Beautiful views. There's tons of hiking trails up there, too, which people don't really realize, so um, that would be fun. Also, a good day hike is to go to the Seven Sisters um, waterfall. It's about two miles in, two miles out. 
it's great for a girls' gathering, even if there's hungover ladies. I love it. Thank you so okay, much. Okay, good luck, have Kelly. Have fun. Thank uh, you. All right, we do have, we have Phil on the line, and uh, we have a question or a comment about grilling. Phil. Hi, ladies. I love you. I think we need to campaign for a Food Network show for you all. Oh, we do, um, for sure. No comment. For reals. For real. No comment. Okay, listen. Okay, so I'm the griller in our home. And so when I come home, my wife gives me a plate of uh, chicken breast and says, go grill. And I grab whatever leftover seasoning we got from Aldi and slap it on there. Okay. So I'm wondering if you could help me take my chicken grilling up just like one notch. Like, I don't want to have my own Food Network show or anything. I'm not capable of that. <laughs> Friend, but I got gotcha. you. I, I, I want to take it up just like just like Smith. Where do you both, live? We both have, yeah. Where do you live? Um, I live in Eden Prairie. Okay. Here's one that's going to be easy for you. You're going to get Heather's Dirty Goodness, original seasoning. Okay. You can get it Where at Kowalski's. Like you can order it online. Okay. It's, pult- it's just the original. It's great for poultry. It just amps up your flavor. It's not all salt. It's delicious. It's savory. It's easy. I got one. I got one. That's one more time. What was that seasoning you can say? One Heather's time? Dirty Goodness Original. Yep. Heather's Dirty Goodness Original. Okay, got it. Okay, one other option, and this is what I do every time, is you take a Ziploc bag. You throw your chicken breast in the Ziploc bag, right? You glug right. in a bunch of olive oil. You glug in a bunch of Dijon mustard, and okay. then you hit it with salt. You hit it with pepper, and then you just hit it with lemon juice, like a couple okay. squeezes of lemon juice. You seal that bag, and you shake it up, and you just let it sit there. And you let it sit okay. there in your fridge, if you want, for like an hour or whatever. Or sometimes you do it in the morning, and then you leave, and it's been in your fridge all day. That's great, too. Okay. That little light dijon olive oil, lemony marinade is brilliant, easy, good. Grill it every time. Girl, listen, talk to me. Let's be real. We're friends. Okay. Does marinade really work? Like, is that like... It depends on what you want it to do. I'm just dying right now. It does not need to tenderize anything, but it adds flavor to that chicken when you're Uh, grilling it. I don't know. I feel like people are 50-50. They're like, it's the best. If you don't do it, your meat's never going to be good. And others are like, no, it doesn't. Like, it doesn't. A lot of people don't marinate long enough. Yeah, that's okay. another thing. This is not marinating the chicken for tenderness or anything. This is just yeah. giving it a little bit of flavor that sticks to it while it's cooking. Like, you could do you this. You poke holes in it or anything? Like, the you know, like you poke holes in the meat and... Oh, I don't know. I'm I, I'm not no. infusing. This is literally just like a thing that get, like if you're sprinkling something on top of your chicken and it's adding flavor. Think about it. If you have this luscious, like, you know, sort of marinade on top of your chicken, it's going to add flavor. Got it. OK. All okay. right. Let yeah. us know. Please Fine, do it I'll both. Yes. Yeah, and then a picture right back. I'll believe you. I will let you guys know how it goes. It always makes me happy when I get someone's chicken wings that they made in the Instant Pot. Okay, it's top two. Okay, top two. We gotta hurry. You ready? I know. Poor Rachel. She's got too much to do. And now, the Weekly Dish presents Top Two, Top Two. The Top Two. Pick your best two. In our two. All right, give me two. Okay, I'm in a hurry. Yeah, go. Bachfest. Lina Kugel at their grounds. Lina Kugel? Or, excuse me. What shells, are you sorry. doing? I know. I just, I don't know yeah, why I said that. That is like heresy. It was a mistake. It was a mistake. Okay. Bachfest. I'll let it pass. Shells Brewing. Go there. Okay. March 5th. Yeah. One of the best days I've ever had in my food life was going to Bachfest with some friends. It's an awesome time. Tickets are on sale now. You got to go. Yeah. 
It's a good time. It's new. It's at the New Alm Brewery, There's which is, of course, music, one the of beer. the oldest breweries in the country. You do the what's the poker? You hot poker your beer. Sure, it's just fun. Beer. People do are in costumes. Thing. It's a blast. Yeah, it's a good thing. Bachfest. Bach three five. Fest. Three five. All right, I'm going to give you the onion rings at Gianni's for mm, the yes, fact that if yum. you're looking for something to go with your martini <laughs> during Martini Madness, we did not know that these onion rings were new to the Gianni's menu, and they are. Unreal. They are, and I don't usually order onion rings anymore because I've been, it's one of those things like I'm just so disappointed all the time that it's like, it's just such a fail that I don't do it. I'm telling you, you can, I can, I can put my name on these onion rings at Gianni's in Wyzetta because they are lightly battered. It is just that crisp, flaky batter. The onions are thin enough so that you bite them and they work. They don't like fall on your face. Um, And it goes, anything with a cold martini, you want that like fatty you know, kind of like beautiful, mouthfeel. mouthfeel. Yep, yep, it's an yep. onion ring from Gianni's. All right, we're gonna take. We're not gonna do our seconds. Okay. We have no time, that's and fine. that's okay because we have a lot of. We have a time. guest coming up. We are going to be having Stephanie Portillo from Tiny Diner. She's going to talk about Let's Talk Women event. It's a women's event that's going to be a tasting that we're excited about. That's coming to the Women's Club when we come back. We are back, and we are inviting Stephanie Portillo to the show. Stephanie, we have a thing for Stephanie's at the show. <laughs> Did you want to join the club? <laughs> you're now you're now in our club. You're now an official radio Stephanie. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> Welcome to the show. We wanted to talk about uh, Let's Talk and Celebrate International Women's Day Feast. It is going to be March 8th from 5 to 9, And Stephanie, I felt like it would be good to have you on because I feel like this is a national touring event, but this is the local iteration of it. And I feel like it's one of the first like tasting events we've had in almost two years. Yeah, it's super, super exciting to be able to finally be able to do something like this and to have so much meaning behind it as well. Yeah. So what it is, is we're going to celebrate International Women's Day. On that Tuesday, you can come to the Women's Club. There will be local co-hosts there, including uh, Jametta Raspberry, Ann Andrus, Dusta Klein, Susan Dunlap, and Joan Schmidt from Jones in the Park. Molly Broder, you, uh, Linda Holcomb, we are going to be celebrating and tasting little bites. So what kind of bites will you be preparing for Tiny Diner? Um, Tiny Diner is going to bring some tamales and red rice with beans. Yum. Um, I am going to bring dishes that I am going to be trying here soon in a ghost kitchen that we're going to be um, having here soon at Tiny Diner. It's called Mezcla. And what it is, is um, for me personally, kitchens are a melting pot of cultures. Yes. Sure. And it's only right that we showcase the cultures that are behind the people that make your food when you go to restaurants. So we're doing the first month is going to be Mexican dishes. They're inspired by family recipes uh, from the people that I share a kitchen with. I love it. Very dear to me. So I love that idea. So women entrepreneurs, restaurant tours and makers all getting together to celebrate women in food. There is a, mm-hmm. a ticket fee, but it will cover uh, 11 women-owned food businesses that'll include cocktail tasting station. And and the fee is interesting here because it's a sliding fee scale. So you guys are saying, hey, pay what you feel like is worthwhile for an event where you're featuring 11 women makers. That's pretty neat. 
Yeah, we want to make sure we can include everyone, regardless of ability of pay. We want everybody to come out and enjoy as much as we have. When you think about being a woman in the restaurant business and uh, celebrating International Women's Day, what, like, this is a bigger question, I guess, but is the experience of being a woman in a kitchen or a woman in hospitality improved over the course of the last five years? I would like to say... Personally, for me, yes. Yes, it has. I've been cooking for about 15 years in the Twin Cities in different establishments, different companies. And when I first started, I was pretty much the only woman of color and the only woman in a lot of those kitchens. Mm -hmm. So I am happy to say that I am now executive chef of Tiny Diner and that, yes, things have changed for the better. Well, and I want to recognize that that accomplishment you are going to be joined by heather jans and ahmed from kaluna heather's with curry diva lena gull from zenbox also uh christine door drake from will willas and when you think about your contemporaries like is there someone that you cooked next to that you got like super excited or you were like oh i'm so glad that person's going to be there who inspires you um so I'm very new to the whole thing, but one person that really stood out for me um, is Molly Broder. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been an absolute fan since I moved to Minnesota of her concept, and I am very, very, very excited to meet her in person on March. She's pretty great. She's wonderful. And she's, you know, a mover and a shaker in this business. But also now, even that she's not in the business anymore, you know, her sons are running her mm-hmm. restaurants, but she's still present. And I think that speaks yeah. to exactly who Mo- Molly Broder is. It's not necessarily even about working the restaurant anymore. She's there for the community, which I think is wonderful. Right. Yep. It's it's also so family driven too, like with her kids and, and her grandkids. And yeah. I mean, it's just, I love that Broders can be there. Super, super cool. Yeah, yeah. And very open to helping and talking with women in the industry about what that's like. So I think that's amazing. I mean, she's like a 40 year old. I mean, that restaurant has been around for 40 years. Yeah, a long time. That's insane. <laughs> so, Stephanie, when you're not cooking, do you go out to eat and where do you like to go? Well, prior to the pandemic, I took a little time to really go out. out. <laughs> I enjoy eating all kinds of food. I um I could have sushi one weekend. I could have Italian the next weekend. Sure. I can have a burger. I love trying new concepts, and I just enjoy going out and the experience of being with loved ones and friends, sharing a meal and great conversation brings me a lot of joy. So of course. What's the what's your favorite thing about the menu you're doing at Tiny Diner right now? Like what's the thing that sort of speaks to you that's you're most excited about? Um, let's see. My so let's say I go to Tiny Diner for brunch, which mm-hmm. I have and I do a lot of Sundays because I'm off. Yeah. Um but my personal, personal favorite dish on the menu is the biscuits and gravy. Yeah. Yes, we make everything in-house and very specific to that dish. We bake our biscuits every morning. They're house-made. We make our miso mushroom in-house. We have our organic eggs to go in it. We have chorizo or sausage. It's just, to me, it brings me a lot of joy and warmth. I love that dish. One 
one of the things that I think Tiny Diner specifically does extremely well is the organics and the sustainable yeah. uh, sustainability and knowing the the vendors that are cooking your food. It must be pretty fun to like have someone walk in your door with some ingredients that they grew on their own farm or that they acquired and bring to you to for you to try. Absolutely. And I do get a lot of questions and I get really excited talking about local farms, talking about sustainability. Um, I love that when we have our farmers market, we have a lot of those farms come in and share what they bring into the table. Um, we're also growing a lot of vegetables in the garden that we have at the tiny diner, which is one of the things that really draw me to that restaurant itself. I absolutely love the concept of it. I mean, we have solar panels. We have an amazing establishment. Yeah. I really like it. Uh, and your farmer's market is in your parking lot and it happens. What mm-hmm. days and when does it start? Um, it's going to kick off during the summer. I don't have the specific date on hand, okay. uh, but it's every Thursday from okay. five to eight. Yeah, I love that. Um, I remember going and grabbing some stuff at the farmer's market and then staying around for dinner. So, Stephanie, thank you for joining us. I'm looking forward to meeting you in person at Let's Talk and Celebrate International Women's Day, 5 to 9, March 8th. We'll put a ticket link up on the show page and keep on keeping on. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks, Stephanie. Have a great one. Yeah, lots of Stephanie's, more Stephanie's on the show. That's another one to our list, Stephanie. I know, seriously. It's, uh, and I just, I'm excited for this day and that, you know, event because I'm really excited to just hear from different, these different women in the industry and their experiences are all different. They're not all, you know, some are owners, some are chefs, some are, you know, uh, multiple, you know, restaurants, some have just a catering business. It's really interesting to think about the different levels that we have here. I'm excited just to taste a bunch of food in one place. Is like it funny? That I'm actually. Chefs. I'm not even thinking about the food <laughs> oh, part of it. I am. I didn't actually know that it was a food tasting thing. Yes. I thought it was just a panel. I'm so excited. But no, it's extremely exciting. And I think there's a lot of great women who. And you know, Molly Broder was one of those people who has, I think, really doesn't get the shine anymore because, like I said, she's not doing. She's not in her restaurant. Right, right. She doesn't get a lot of that sparkle and flash. But yet, she's literally the foundation of our restaurant community. And. I love that. I love that. Absolutely. All right. We're going to be right back and we'll put the link up on the show page. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish on this. It's kind of a great sunny Saturday. Just going to say it. We're going to hit 30 today. Oh, that's nice. Isn't that great? Here's what you need to do, people. What do you, you need, need to get do? outside and don't wear sunglasses because you need 20 minutes of sun on your eyelids to make the equivalent of a vitamin D. Oh, 20 minutes. Okay. Just get your eyelids get out, you out there. Get your eye out there. I go running without sunglasses. And yeah, so that you need helps. people, like, in the wintertime, take those sunglasses off. Get some sun on your eyelids. I like it. I like it. Hey, we did have a caller who, who, who called in and mentioned that she has a recommendation for our air fryer Diane's issue. So she recommends this Ninja SP100 Foodie 6-in-1 Digital Air Fry Oven Large Toaster Oven thing. And it's at Walmart for $169 on sale from $199. And she's, How's it gonna... she says that this one doesn't have, uh, is not smelly. Well, but why? How? Well, I don't know. But I also, don't, we didn't ask her which kind she has. <laughs> she has Cuisinart. She has oh, the she same one I have. If you're putting oil on food and you're cooking it in a small space and you're blowing that around with a fan. I don't know. Yeah, I don't but know maybe she But maybe this one has some sort of a sweet... Magic deal coal absorption yeah (laughs) (laughs) 
So okay, so we're gonna put. I'll put that on the on the um, Facebook page, and we'll see if anyone wants to like shoot arrows at it or you know put it on a pedestal. Or let's just say, does anyone have any like? Yeah, and then yeah, maybe if we post that, and people can say, is there any other recommendations for that? I mean, smelly air. Like, there's just a lot of smelly air. When you're, you know, cooking. I know. Well, frying. like, if you have the microwave with the fake hood venting system which through it. Which most people do. Which is what I have. Most people do. And it's rough. That, it's I better still... than nothing, but it's barely better. Okay, the last house, nothing. So I did not make any fried anythings. Yep. Until, unless it was summer and I had all the fans blowing. Right. And now I still get, like, I made, um, when I made bacon the other day for my Brussels and stuff, it was... I was doing the, st- the pan top because I needed it in the Brussels. And it was like, I ran and shut my door to my office and my bedroom and everything else. Because even with the exhaust thing, it's like... It still smells like bacon. It's rough. Yeah. No, I hear you on that. Thus, the you challenge. can always set up a little table in the garage. And yeah, put I, your air fryer yeah, in the garage. I'm not going to It works great. Sure. And it does. I know. You And in most of people in Minnesota have like, you know, the deck, the winter refrigerator that they can do this kind of thing out. True. In, you you know? could cook it outside. You can cook it outside. Uh, so I know that you guys know this, that it is Mardi Gras next you week. You know, I'll be honest <laughs> with you. I didn't know this. When I Did saw it? this on the grid, I was like, in a normal pre-pandemic time, Mardi Gras was a big deal for me. Was it? I loved it. I love the food. I love the celebration. I love the days of parades. I love the cruise, the cakes, the babies, like gumbo. Like, I love it all. It's just been like, oh, okay. I know. Well, and I mean, sometimes it coincides with St. Patrick's Day, and that always cracks me up when we get that same week. And I'm like, can everybody just sober up for a hot second, you know? (laughs) And it gets a little crazy, but I like that it's not sober up. It's just, it's before St. Patty's Day. So we have a little bit of a breathing room on this one this year. Um, a lot of bakeries are doing fun stuff with it, you know? I mean, like, here's the thing. Minnesota, we don't have this very hard Mardi Gras tradition. We right. just don't. There's a few parties, a couple restaurants do specials, little things here and there, but we don't have this massive, like, oh, which party are you going to this year? We just don't. Who's got the hurricane? Right. Smack Shack. Smack Shack has, has the best hurricane, hurricane in good. town, right? And so then, and I would go to Smack Shack and feel like I would do a, a boil and all that kind of stuff and have a hurricane and feel like that was good for it. I'd be great with that. Um, but there are a couple places that are doing, I think, I think the bakery thing of it, like what you're saying, the, you know, is like doing small indulgences. It's just, that's also nice. Can I just say though, a king cake is a round multicolored cake that has a little plastic baby buried in it. Yes. Have you ever had a king cake that tasted good? I have. Because they're yeasty, but then they have like a frosting on yeah, some of them. Yeah, it's not supposed, but I mean, I enjoy not sweet things like that. I mean, I enjoy it to be a little bit more bready. Mm-hmm. And I've had a couple good ones. Okay. I, I couldn't tell you from where at this point. Sure. But, um, but Sweet Beet Bakery in Hudson, Wisconsin, they're running a whole bunch of uh, Fat Tuesday specials already starting right now. Um, they've got king cakes. They've got hot and fresh beignets. I mean, that's a mm-hmm. good thing. They've got bourbon spiked, you know, uh, breads and fun things. Muffaletta sandwiches. They've got some crab, uh, crawfish etouffee. They've got gumbo. They have pachki. Um, and they've got a whole bunch of I stuff. I don't know what pachki is. Pachki are those little filled donuts. The, oh, you know, okay. like they're like Easter donuts. You know what I mean? They're. Oh, yeah. like cream filled donuts. Yeah, but they Is it a custard? No, I'm saying, does it know. have to be custard? Um, because cool, I feel like it's, it's, um, filled with, uh, confiture or other sweet feeling is what it said. <laughs> <laughs> Good enough. Confiture. Good enough. I like that. Uh, yeah. 
So it's just it's a filled little puffy donut. That okay. You can, it's a Polish tradition. Um, so, okay. So that's, but that's at uh, Sweet Beet Bakery. Um, but there's other things like uh, there is a carnival happening at Midtown Global Market. That's fun. And that's kind of the same, like carnival, you know, Mardi Gras, the whole thing. They're happening today and it's a Brazilian, you know, gig. And the Arepa Bar there is doing a really fun Brazilian menu with grouper and mango ceviche. They've got beef skewers with yucca, although in my blog I put beer skewers, apparently. That's nice. Yum. Um, shrimp with garlic. They've got the cocada, the coconut drinks. Those are so delicious. So lots of fun things like that. Okay. But here's the other thing I'm going to ask you is, because the other side of Mardi Gras, of course, is Shrove Tuesday. And you know... I don't know about the Shroves. Okay. Is that a religious term? So, to shrive means, you know, it's... it's (laughs) (laughs) If you could have just seen her face, because she gets to explain this in detail. Loves when I get... She's not a Shrover, she's a Shriver. That's right. Okay, so to shrive, when are we shriving? I mean, like, basically it means... Um, it's the same idea of, uh, uh, it's like giving a confession or, you know, it's it's sort of like, you know, releasing, you know, and, and the idea behind it is that you are getting rid of all the the riches and the luxurious stuff before Lent. And so Shrove Tuesday is when you, it's the last bits. It's the last bit of luxury. You're going to use up your eggs. You're going to use up your sugars. You're going to make something that can get rid of it. Your last bit of alcohol before you clean out for Lent. That's what, that's what fat Tuesday is. Right. And so, um, and so, yeah, it's too, it's, and so it's basically in England, what they would do is they'd make these pancakes, but they had to get to church. Right away, they were doing these things in the morning, and then they had to go to church and absolve themselves and do all the things. And so it became this tradition to do pancake runs. So oh. you make these pancakes, and then you have to run to church. <laughs> and so now, all over, you know, in England, and we used to have it here at Merlin's Rest. Right. They would do a pancake run where you come and you have a frying pan and you run like a 5K holding a pancake in a frying pan. I love it. <laughs> Which is awesome. Shrove. But, shrove. You shrived your shrove. shrove. Right. Um, it's the past tense of sh- enough to shrive the king, to absolve the king. Um, but anyway, so we don't have a lot of things, but we we do have great pancakes in town. And J.D. Hoyt's has good gumbo. Do they really? Very. I've not eaten their gumbo. Very. Where's your favorite pancakes? Al's. Really? Was yeah. that just a knee-jerk reaction? No. Because have you been to Al's in yeah. a long time? And they have a pumpkin pancake that I'm crazy about. Okay. And also I like their blueberry pancakes. Can I shout out for Churchill's? Oh, and Kenwood. That walnut, or no, it was a pistachio, pistachio. pancake, I was had that, really good. I had that again. You know, I went back. Um, Churchill Street, by the way, killer blueberry hotcakes. Okay. Love them. They're cooked in bacon fat. So. Original Pancake House, too. Has Do you a love Dutch the OPH? Baby. I don't love, like, breakfast is weird for me. Because? I just, I want, like... I want a crispy hash brown, and if you can't have a crispy hash brown, it's hard for me to come to your place. Really? But a lot of times, crispy hash browns, when you make them, they're made with like the weird fry later grease that people use too much of, and then you feel sick after. You or eat they don't their... change their oil. Yeah. That's the so, hard part. like, okay, do you make it's... do you make hash browns at home? No, I always want to, but I don't. I've made a palm anna. I try to do all the things, and it never gets crisp enough. Never gets crisp enough because no. you can't make it high heat nope. enough, and then just no. again with the smoke factor in the smelly house. That's right. Um, I do love an OPH uh, sourdough cakes. Oh, I love see? the little sourdough cakes. And Louisiana Cafe is good. Louisiana Cafe is good. And oh my gosh, that what is that burrito that has the Cajun andouille sausage in it? 
Oh, I don't know. It's like a Tex-Mex. Oh, I love that thing, but I feel so ill after I eat it. Okay. I'm still in pancakes. Hell's Kitchen, lemon ricotta. Oh, I forgot about Come those. On. Those are legendary. I have that recipe. Do you? Yeah, and it's great. And you can find it online. Lemon ricotta cakes are easy to do, too. So good. And it's, there is so much, it's like that spongy denseness to me that I enjoy. They have poppy seeds in them. Oh, I love I don't, I don't put poppy seeds in mine. Oh, That's amazing. No. Oh, yeah. Lemon ricotta poppy seed pancakes. Oh, I maybe, don't have that. Okay. Maybe I'm just like thinking of my tea bread. Maybe but... thinking of lemon poppy seed cake. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I also like, have you been to that 36 Cafe in St. Paul that does the Japanese jiggly pancakes? No. I've tried to make those and I have failed horribly. And so I have thusly never posted or done anything about that because I can't make them jiggle like I want to. It's basically, I think you have to souffle it almost so that it's a souffle pancake. You know, so that it's like, like you used to souffle omelets. And so you have that air in there. Right. I don't know. But then Al's breakfast, of course. I mean. Right. Best pancakes. So uh, we also, when we're talking about uh, Mardi Gras, we're going to take a quick second to shout out to Jess Fleming, who has her fish fry, Friday fish fry list up. She's coming on the air in two weeks. Yeah. Okay. So she's going to come on the air and we're going to talk about the fish fry traditions and everything else. And all of this is all wrapped up into, you know, Mardi Gras and then Lent. And then because, you know, we're not even, lots of people are not even Catholic and they enjoy all these kind of traditions and food. When do we have to start cutting things out if we are pretending we're Catholics? (laughs) Wednesday? Okay. That's why. Like Tuesday, you make your giant pancake. You eat all your good things. We shrive on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, it's, it's Ash Wednesday. You know I love cutting things out. You can cut all the things out and just hold <laughs> yourself accountable. Yeah, you like, you can contract. I love contests and I've gained five pounds. Yes, I know. So. And I will just keep adding things. How about that? <laughs> you, I'm going to add vegetables and yes. take away add more 12 regular. beers a day. I love it. All right, you guys. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to talk about locals to love and things that are going on around town. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. We've been brought to you by Knob Creek today. Thanks for joining us. Um, I have to tell you that um, there was... Oh, it's Sweet Beet Bakery in Hudson is the name of the bakery. I know someone called in and was wondering. I did put a little link to their Facebook page up. They do have one in New Richmond, Wisconsin, but the one in Hudson is the one that still has... Uh, good bakery vibes going on for Mardi Gras today. So make sure you check them out. Okay, um, can I tell you one thing that's sort of not related? Yeah. Okay, remember my niece, Grace Lear, the singer? Sure. Her first single is actually out oh. on Spotify. It's called Brought a Girl. It's a song that she wrote. It's a true story about her having this little of party gathering and getting all like dressed up and being all excited for this guy to come that she liked. And he brought a date. <gasps> and it's Have a great we song. all been there before? Yeah, they're playing Ooh. it on the radio in Nashville, and she's getting ready to go on tour, and I'm just so proud of her. So Okay, excellent. Grace Lear well done, brought Grace a girl. Lear. Brought a girl. Um, that's, uh, that's, kind of, that's kind of amazing. Hey, I have to tell you that I have been completely obsessed with Inventing Anna, and I just want to put that out there. The TV show? The Netflix doc. I have show. those same feelings about euphoria weirdly oh have you did you dip in i have what i'm waiting for the finale I know. tomorrow or sunday yeah it, it, it's, a very it's not a show that makes me feel good no, necessarily, it's a very complicated show but it's very well done mm-hmm. and it's well written it kind of brings about the teenage angst in you but also just the like positivity of i don't know like they're all the characters are so extreme you can see yourself in almost every one yeah I don't know. Yeah. Just, yeah. And it's about addiction, which is it's harrowing. A, it's a and really hard. heavy, heavy show. Um, yeah. It's a lot. But I don't, it's, you know, sometimes also, you, I don't know. Sometimes you want to commune in that. Yeah. Well, also, it, do you, did you, did you ever watch uh, Lost Kingdom? 
Remember I told you about how I was obsessed with Uhtred of Bebenbau? Yeah, I didn't. It's about the English-Saxon Wars. Yeah, see, not different. So I went from Last Kingdom, which is amazing, to the Vikings, which is good. Not as amazing, but good. But they've rebooted, and they're starting Vikings Valhalla that just started on Netflix, just launched, and it's the Leif Erikson story. Great. So, okay. Well, inventing in- Anna is really, I think, easy, but also so compelling as far as young women and the idea of, uh, to me, you know, there's also the side of it that is the magazine journalism side of it. And I know that woman called, you know, last weekend and was wondering about magazine journalism. And I would say this sounds very strange, but watching that show is a really good understanding of what it takes to report that kind of a story. Love it. And to do it. And I thought that was a really interesting perspective on, you know, this, the journalist who is, is portrayed in it. It is sort of a fictionalized take. It's a based on the true events, you know, but it's interesting. I thought it was really cool um, the way that that worked. So since we're also recommending things that have nothing to do with food. Yeah. The New York Times has a great article this week about what it takes to make a book, like the literal printing of the book. Oh, right. And it's just something you don't really think about. Yeah. But they have, go into this printing plant of like, here's how you make the cover and yeah. here's how you make the pages. And it was just kind of a cool very like nice books, little so school. A deep dive, if you will. You yes. love a deep dive for sure. Um, there is, uh, so you are headed, you're back in town. Yeah. And so there's um, some news you should know. Did you know that Send Line, Send, yeah, yes. did you ever go to Send Yai, Send Lek? I did, and I loved it. And then you and I you went and to I Dipped in Debris, and it was in great. Debris. Right. They're closing up. Yep. Jo, jo, uh, Joe and Holly uh, Hatch, who have been on Central Avenue in Northeast for 14 years, you know, they were one of the first Thai restaurants in that area. So good. So good. And it was just really, gosh, I mean, it was just sort of very part of the neighborhood. And I think there's a lot of sad people, but they're saying that it's just time for them to like refocus their energies elsewhere and take yep. a break. Um, but guess what? They, they, they understand the value of the long Minnesota goodbye. And so they are open until April 23rd. So you have time to go say yeah, goodbye. I'd like to go, go and get some curry, cashew chicken. Boy. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing is like, and I think that they had that low key, amazing burger that everyone loved. Kind of a very simple cult smash burger. That is a comfort piece. Like you're saying, that was the thing that a lot of people are like, God, we're not going to have that. Like I know, but we can us. go to Baby Zito and have that one instead. That is so different for me. Completely <laughs> a thousand years different. And some ice cream. Just how I feel about it. Um, Jay Selby's is back open, by the way, for indoor dining. They have not been open for a I long, know long that, time. And it's time. So it is I'm time. really glad for them. And they're going to have counter service. And of course, Jay Selby's is the uh, plant-based restaurant. One of the first ones, again, in the Twin Cities who sort of pioneered the idea that you can have that same sort of comfort junk food or you know that sort of it doesn't have to just be salads and hemp seeds <laughs> you can have is cauliflower fantastic. buffalo cauliflower yeah, it's fantastic they yeah. do a really good job the food is wonderful good i do love that um obviously we the news of the mass mandates are no longer uh in minneapolis and st paul they've also dropped them in st louis park minnetonka i think there's a few more that are kind of washington and dakota counties have lifted theirs so but of course that doesn't mean that necessarily re- businesses aren't Taking things into their own. Yeah, you know, everybody decisions. will have their own situation at their door. Yeah. And you just have to carry one in your. I mean, I like have them stashed Every all pocket, over the place now. I know. It's kind of so funny. So true. I know. Um, the other thing I wanted to call out, make sure you guys know on the restaurant front is I don't know if you saw the GoFundMe for Kindo in uh, Uptown. I did. And I really feel for some of these Uptown restaurants that have been there for forever yeah. and are just trying to hang on. Yeah. And there's, you know, this is a, this is a generational Vietnamese restaurant that has been passed from, you know, immigrant 
grandparents down to parents. And now the son is sort of helping them and trying to understand how they can keep going. And so this GoFundMe is a really, for me personally, I have to tell you that I survived on a $7 carton of um, chicken fried rice from Kindo. Weekly, weekly, if not more. <laughs> when I was a broke bartender, and I couldn't, like, you know, I didn't, I couldn't go buy groceries. And I didn't have time, you know, in my mind to do that. So I basically lived off that chicken fried rice. So I threw some money in there because pay it forward, pay it back. Um, last little bit of restaurant week. That's the last okay. little bit. You got to hit it out tonight, and I think we're, I think it's through Sunday, the twenty seventh. So you have some time if you haven't seen. There's some great deals out there. Um, I'm kind of, I think that I have to tell you that the, the deal at, um, Yumi sushi Mm -hmm. is great. The fact that it's like a $35 dinner, I think. And you have like choice of two entrees, an appetizer and a dessert for 35 bucks and it's fish. Like you can get a 10 piece roll and chicken wings and edamame and mochi. Okay, I'm looking at my calendar right now. I know, you only have like two days. (laughs) Can I make it? Today and tomorrow. And it's Yumi sushi, both in Southdale and the one in St. Paul, and I just think like those are some great ideas. Like they've just got some great stuff on the list this year. That makes me happy about that. Um, okay, then what about um, the fact that uh, I love this too. By the way, as we're talking about fish fry and getting into fish fry, you know, season, and we're going to be talking about fish fry for weeks because we've got some fun stuff happening at the magazine, but mm-hmm. also you know just in general. Um, Backtown Brewing tomorrow, which is this great little brewery out in Mound, you know, off of Lake Minnetonka, their lakeside. Um, they're doing a fundraiser tomorrow for the West Tonka Walleye Program, which is a nonprofit, uh, 501c3, that helps stock Lake Minnetonka with I love walleye fish. And they also help eradicate invasive species by doing a carp culling. <laughs> Let's call the carp. Let's call the carp, man. But let's eat them. Let's, and that's the point. Yeah. Do whatever you got to do, man. Just saying it. Let's but eat they, them or turn them into fertilizer by liquefying that's them. That's a lot of people. are. That's one of their programs. Yeah, yeah. That helps that. So I just think getting out there, having a beer, raising some funds for somebody who's doing something good and helps the lake and the ecology of that area is a great idea. So that's on Sunday at Back Channel Brewing. By the way, all of this, of course, is on MSPMag.com, the feed. It's always on the feed that we read from, and there's always a lot of stuff that's listed on there that you can go do this week and next week. All the fun stuff. All the fun stuff. And the one last one I want to make sure to recommend is the Red Locks Irish Whiskey Tasting oh, at the Hewing. Are you going to go? At the Hewing Hotel. Oh. No, I'm not going. I'm trying to... I, I want to go, but I said no because I just need to be responsible and do some things before <laughs> I head out of town again. <laughs> okay, because that's going to be my Fat Tuesday, basically. Is like, that's how you're shriving. I'm going to shrive <laughs> with my friend Karen. Karen, he'll love it. I think Karen if you're going to shrive with who else would you shrive with? I don't know with? if I, I would mean, shrive you know with anybody he's an Irish Catholic. other than a brogue. And basically, we're just he's got his master distiller, Noel Sweeney, who's in the Whiskey Hall of Fame. Super fun. And they're hosting this Red Locks Irish Whiskey tasting at the Hewing. And I think it's going to be great food from Teleby and a lot of fun. A lot of shriving going on. We're going to shrive. Shrive like the best of them, folks. It was great to shrive with you today. Thanks for shriving. You guys, be good. <laughs> be kind. Think about others. Yes. Project just, good vibes at Ukraine, yeah, you guys. Yeah, let's help just think good thoughts for people. Amplify the light. Ciao, ciao.